Alright guys, welcome to a new episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I have a very, very good friend of mine. I've known this guy for a very long time, Koopa James. What's going on, man? What is up, young man? Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, a little bit about us. So, we were in college together and we played college basketball. So, that was probably about 20... 2000 or 2004. Yeah, so... So almost, we've been knowing each other for pretty much like 20 years. Yeah, just about. So, yeah. yeah, just about. And how, and how I got and met Koopa was, when we were playing basketball during the winter break, he didn't have the place to stay because they locked his dorm, so I told him he can kind of crash in my place, and then, you know, the rest is history. Yes, pause for all of the ahs when everybody, when you said that you let me stay at your place. Like, what a sweet man, right? Aww. <laughs> I was grateful then, I'm grateful now. And yes, you're correct. Yeah, undergrad, we met Curry College, good old Milton, Massachusetts. Shout out to Curry College. I'm a huge fan of where I went to school. I know some people don't like where they went. I, I mean, look, man, I'm here because of that. So, I mean, I like Curry. I had a great time there. Made some good friends, you being one of them. And uh, it's been a long time. My first time in Atlanta. Uh, we haven't seen each other in about 18 years. Yeah. Uh, we got those two years of college in, and then, you know, life has its, has its own plan. And I'm here working, so it's nice we've been able to connect and, uh, and kick it for a few times. We caught a football game. We had dinner. grabbed a beer. And now we're on this podcast. What's up, all you CrossFitters? <laughs> I salute you, men and women. You guys are savages. <laughs> now, now, Koopa's a celebrity trainer, so he, he's been personal training pretty much since you got out of college. And, you know, I've seen you go from, like, you know, Equinox to even earlier than that to, you know, now, you know, training celebrities. So can you kind of talk about, like, what made you get into being, like, a personal trainer and kind of... You know the hard, you know the hard times that you've gotten through to get to where you're at now. Yeah, well, that's a lot of information. Let me. I'll start with the what got me into training, which I, I always I, I laugh at myself and with myself for my origin. I was in college. I, I didn't have a lot of money or resources, uh, and so I, I just remember having this thought process of like, oh, I, I wanted to, I want to get good girls. And I thought to get girls, you had to get muscles. And to get muscles, you had to go to the gym. So I started reverse engineering, this, like, <laughs> like setting a goal. Like, how do I get to that goal? And uh, it resulted in me applying to a gym in the neighborhood, which was Canton Club. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And I applied to work the front desk, thinking, let me get a job at the gym, right? So I can get paid and then go to the gym for free, get muscles to get the aforementioned girls. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're a genius, bro. This is a great idea. So, so I applied to the gym. A woman by the name of Joanne Winkler, I will always give her all of my love because she calls me in. And this is when Zumba was really kind of still popping. But you had to like have a, cert- like a certification or, or a license, right, to have mm-hmm. Zumba in your gym. And I think there was like a, well, we could also just have a dance cardio class that's as good as Zumba without it being Zumba. This was above my pay grade at the time. So I was like, sure. So I would be dancing for bar and bar mitzvahs on the weekends. So I was, I mean, I danced. And so she goes, what would you do in a dance class? And I remember doing these two very cliche, uh, basic dance moves. And she was like, oh, you're going to be great. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, yeah, it was like, yeah. oh, you'll be great. So we, we started doing this class. It's called Street Feet. 
I started teaching class down there. Uh, and without getting into every single nitty gritty detail, that was how I got into fitness. Uh, from, fit, from that became Les Mills and Body Pump Group Power, which were two platforms and formats that you know you get you learn. And I don't know if you know what these are, but I, yeah, I know what they you are. know they are yeah, right. Yeah. And you know they were very popular. I think a couple of years they're, ago, more than now, they're still it's they're so, still out. They're, right? they're, they're still popular. So it's incredible. With, <laughs> with with Les Mills, if anybody doesn't know what that is, it's like a group. It's a group class, and it's a structure where they have like a step up platform a barbell like weights like nothing like the crazy 40 like the long 45 pound barbells they're like the really skinny ones with like sand weights that you would see at like you know your you know your own house house gym like the belt bench press kind of deal yeah the equipment was simplistic but the idea was to bring like essentially bodybuilding principles or some of that training into a group fitness room it's difficult to do that um, with multiple people at different fitness levels yeah right yeah so what what they were really great at, it was the coaching, the cueing. Everything they did was mapped to the beat of a song. Mm. So you worked in, in um, like your contractions and your extensions were all to the beat of the music. So it wasn't just your natural cadence of a bicep curl. You would be doing it to the beat of the music and we as the instructors would count it out to you. So let's say you're in a, in a bicep curl, the bar is up by your shoulders. And when you're coming down, it wouldn't be just whenever you want. It'd be three, two, one and you would come up on one. One, three, two, one, one. So it was all mapped up to the to the beat, which was great because I was already a dancer, so musically it made sense to me. Yep. And I got my feet wet with like working out with weights, right? Cause uh, other than college I wasn't like you. I think I think you were born squatting. I don't I don't know <laughs> where you came from. Anybody who listen, time out on me for a second. Anybody who doesn't know Thomas Lennon, like in real life. Uh, make it a point to cross paths with him at some point. The dude's a freak of nature. I mean, I, I've always, I just think your like, physique here is phenomenal, like always. And he's always been doing it since I met him, which was all those years ago. Uh, some of, you know what, some of my training comes from your etiquette in college because you were so, that was your jam. You know what I mean? Yeah. You weren't the most finesse player, but you were strong as a bull. Bro. Dude, I, I was like Kenyon Martin. I was like straight defensive rebounds. That's all I cared about. I didn't care about scoring. Yeah, but I, I remember one time when we had the basketball team go to the gym to train. And I started doing military presses at like 135. Oh and then I, rem- I, I specifically remember you just laughing saying, pardon my friend, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what is he doing? Like, how is he doing this? How is he doing this? And like, it was just like, you're laughing and you started running away. Because everyone else was oh, like... Oh, for sure. Because obviously like back in the day, they never thought like lifting weights would be good for basketball. Right. Like, I remember like a couple of the, a couple of the players, they were doing like the prison workouts, taking the, you know, taking a card out and doing like air squats, push-ups, crunches and stuff like that. I'm like, that's great, but you know, you need strength for that. But that, that I do remember that one where you were like laughing because you couldn't believe you're like what the hell yeah I couldn't so flashback to the Les Mills stuff that's, that's how that happened I did that for a little while and then uh, and then I started training with uh, trainers you know what I mean and becoming chummy with them mm-hmm. and then and then you know little by little because I was mainly a group fitness guy first personal training came later just by way of like evolution right and uh, and I've been doing that now effectively for I did the group fitness thing for, well, all the way up to the pandemic, but I started personal training in addition to group training probably 10 years ago. 
Uh, it's been a great ride, a fun ride. I was fortunate, not everybody gets this opportunity, but I was fortunate enough because I was able to pick from my group training classes. That's where my clients came from. So there was already a relationship and I was able to pick and choose who I wanted to train versus, um, uh, you know, kind of like trying to get everybody because you want to gain a clientele and of course you got to make that money. So uh, I was lucky in that way or fortunate just because I happened to come in almost the back door. I'm teaching classes. My classes were sold out 30, 45 people. So you got to imagine one of those people was like, hey, do you do personal training? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so, uh, just, you know, so that's how that happens. And then you get yourself into the, the high profile market and word spreads. I heard this phrase before, you know, you know, news travels, good news and bad news. Of course, we know bad news travels fast, but like there's not many things more valuable than the word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And when someone is like, you should try this guy. Uh, or this class or this trainer that can go a very long way and that's what's happened for me yeah, yeah. so when you were doing the Les Mills stuff and the group because I've done group classes too and I've had some big classes so how do you help out people if they're like struggling with like a certain movement or like like you know their mobility is not that great how do you kind of how are you able to handle talking to them real quick before the class or during the class Shout out to Equinox, who has a pretty good way of, the way they coach. Yeah. Like, the education in that company is insane, right? Um, they're a corporation, they're a business, but the education is really spot on. So you can mm -hmm. learn a lot in a little bit of time there. I say that because the way that they break down how to teach a class, the level of instructor that they hire is not just anybody. It's a certain kind of caliber of personality, um, uh, talent, right? Presence. And so for me, look, team sports, I'm a team sport guy. I love team sports, I'm not a cowboy. So how do you work in a team sport well, right? Well, you got someone like, like yourself down in the paint collecting all the garbage, right? We need, we need you, mm -hmm. right? But you also need someone taking the shots, playing defense and doing other things. So like, that's how you win the champ. And I like that uh, a lot. Like I definitely buy into that mantra or that ethos. And so with, with coaching classes, a lot of my biggest role models growing up were coaches or were athletes. Mm -hmm. And they had great relationships with their coaches. So I'm a huge fan of, of creating a good relationship with all of the participants in my class, whether you are on really fit or elite or you know, you're previously sedentary and this is the new year, new you thing, right? <laughs> yeah. You know how that goes. Yeah, oh yeah. And so I try to the best of my ability to not pass judgment immediately I'm like look all right you're in, you're coming to the class what's your name welcome to the class let me give you a quick 30 seconds about what you're about to do endure yeah. right in this class move kind of quick move kind of fast don't freak out move at your own pace today the victory is you finishing the class with us not you doing 35 burpees with the guy next to you who comes every day mm -hmm. don't do that uh, and I and just by saying that you can see people like the shoulders go down and, and like they almost shrink half inch because they just feel better, you know, when you, because when you walk into a class like mine or yours or whoever, I guess, sometimes there's this intimidation uh, factor, not even just to the room, but to the gym, getting people in the gym. And I don't think enough people talk about that, how difficult it is for a person who doesn't do what we do to walk into our, our playground and just start throwing dumbbells around the way we do, 
mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. incredibly intimidating, and I know because I was once that person. You weren't because you came out of the womb squatting, but the rest of us had to learn acquire this <laughs> yeah. this knowledge. In it's, it's different for everybody. Some people have parents that are into it, so they get into it. Sometimes it's sport, sometimes it's just the science of it. it doesn't matter, but there are a lot of people that don't have that yet. And so when they come to the room, I think it's my job to first, let me take off the first level of anxiety. I'm a regular dude. Hey, what's up? My name's Cooper James, welcome to the class. Do you know anything about the class? No? Okay, cool. In this class, we use dumbbells. You will see females picking up 25s, some 30s. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we move weight in these classes. Yeah, yeah. But, and if I skip forward to like, how do you keep someone being safe? In that 30 seconds, again, you tell someone, listen, let's, you give them recommendations for weight. Hey, you will see a person pick up a 30 or a 40. I'd rather, for today, you pick up like 10s, 20s, 15s, say you feel, right? For me, I, I need to tell you move, right? Yeah. Um, and then when the class starts, you have your ringers, right? So if you're in my class, I'm not checking your form as much as I'm checking, you know, rookie Randy in the back. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm in the back looking at his form from a distance so he's not freaking out because when you look at someone, they freak out. And, uh, and you just kind of build this, this unofficial, um, almost silent relationship. After that intro, you don't got to ride this guy. Like, let him or her do their thing. And figure it out. And figure it out. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of figuring out. And then, of course, I feel like, you know, your training wheels aren't doing the job. It's my job to step in and give you that little boost of uh, encouragement, some motivation. Um, and then after class, it's important to me to just try to get a little eye contact to go, hey, man, great job today. How you feeling? And then they'll tell you, oh, I'm a little dizzy or um, I feel really great. That was a great class, you know? And then... If they trust you like that, and you don't look like this big, bad, scary trainer, um, I mean, they will, they are yours. Yeah. I mean, they will come back hell and high water, bro. They'll be in your class. Yeah. And so, I found the most success in that. You know, the intro, um, and then, you know, give people space. You know, let someone swim for a second. They can figure out how to tread water. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be difficult. If I treaded water for like a couple of minutes, I'd be exhausted. The difference is, I know what exhausted feels like. I have a relationship with that feeling, and other people don't, that don't have this thing, right? So you wanna help them get that. Like, look, there's a life raft here, but you don't need it. Mm-hmm. You're just tired. Yeah, yeah, and, and, tired. and my thing is, obviously with like, I'm like 6'6", six, six, so yeah. a bigger, so bigger, bigger so guy. Jealous. So people look at me, and they're, they are, obviously like, when I, when I train people, they get intimidated, but I always, my, my thing was when all my clients came in, High five immediately. Like, yeah. like, let's go, let's go. You know, you're gonna do great. And I, I had one, one client. Um, I told, I told you about her. So, I, I was like, I was, I used to get so excited for her to work out. Yeah. And I would scream to the top of my lungs at the front desk, huh? "Who's ready to work out? Who's ready to lift?" <laughs> and she would go, "Woo!" <laughs> and then like, I could tell. By the way, she goes woo, like the woo, like screams. Yeah. I'm like, this is gonna be a good day or a bad day. Yeah. And yeah, there's been yeah. a couple times where it's just like, woo, hey, and I'm like this, hold up, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. So, and then like then then I kind of like help out with that for after that. But like yeah. you know, I I try to I try to make it normal, like like when you do it a group class. I even when I did group classes too, like I was like, hey, this is what to expect. You know, have any questions? You know, please feel free to reach out to me. Yeah. You know, right. and granted, there have been times where I would do a hit class, like one minute on work and take a break, and then like you know another another you know stage. 
I would actually sit for that person for the minute and try to help them out real quick, do the movement. And fortunately, like I'll miss out on everyone else. Yeah, but, right. I mean, right, but it's right. gonna happen though. No, sometimes it happens if someone's performing a deadlift wrong, or because those are like the difficult ones, you know, the hip hinges. Yeah, yeah. Especially when there's you know a sea of bodies moving. Um, interestingly enough. It's easy to find the people that suck at it because they stick out like sore thumbs. And you see the people that do it right, and you're like, oh, that person's not doing it right at all. Yep. And you just see the curves of the backs, you know what I mean? And yeah, you're yeah. like, hey, so you go over there, you try to give them that one-on-one. Uh, what I'll do typically is if I see someone um, out of form, um, first I'll just make a generic blanket comment. You know what I mean? I like the way we're moving, boys and girls. Let's make sure those backs are extra flat. I yep. want to be able to come over and put a drink on those shoulder blades and it's not going to spill. And now... Anybody who's doing it right is going to do it even more right. Anybody who's doing it wrong is going to try to get it right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if that doesn't work, right, because um, what will happen is some people overachieve and they'll start arching. So it's like, nope, flatbacks, flatbacks, mm-hmm. right? If you're good, you're good, you know? And then I'll go over to the person who's a little off and be like, let's, pull, let's stand up, let's pull these shoulders back, shoulder blades back, let's keep the chest forward, and then let's, let's sit down, eyes fall on the chest, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Stick the butt back here. And you, you, you touch, it's okay to put my hand on your hips and... And then, uh, and like, yeah, yeah. And it's cool because when you've done it enough times, you know, th- there's a lot of space in a group fitness class. There's a lot of space when you train a person. You don't got to, you should monitor them, of course, but let them breathe for a second. Like, take your hand off the bicycle seat and let them ride. And so, you know, there's a lot of power in silence. And in a room full of 25, 35, 45 people, and they're all doing deadlifts for 45 seconds, right? You don't got to have a conversation about what you did for breakfast. Like, yeah. give them 15 seconds of silence. And I'll tell client about my class and I'll say, if I think it's a good time or I'm going to go and talk to one person, I'm like, all right, squad, you got about 25 seconds of, of silence. Have a conversation inside your head. Find a happy place. And then I'll sneak over and find rookie and go, hey, boss, let's uh, turn the mic off. Hey, boss, let's go ahead and stand up. Let's reset our stance here. Fix your feet. Nah, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you think that takes forever. It takes 15, 20 yeah, seconds. Yeah, quick. Yeah, by the time you're done, you still have time to be quiet still. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, um, but again, it takes a minute to, to, to learn that dance. You know, your first time in the class or your second time, you're just like freaking out. Yeah. So you went to classes, then you went to one-on-one. What was your first experience doing one-on-one? Was it more nerve-wracking than the group training or what was? Yes. Yes. It was... Because it's so personal. Yeah. And I think uh, in group fitness, a little less personal in that, in that way. Also, for some reason, I feel less pressure in a group fitness room because I get to look at a sea of faces. And in my mind, I'm not expected to get somebody into a wedding dress or you know, a bathing suit or a new pair of pants for a dude, whatever. The thing is, in like two days. Right. For some reason, I feel like personal training, people think like, hey, man, it's April 1st. I got this wedding on the 15th. What can I do? I'm like, fucking nothing, bro. Yeah. You can do nothing. Keep yeah. drinking. Just, yeah. I don't, just keep drinking. It's not going to happen, bro. You're going to be miserable for two weeks while we start training. Yeah. You're not even going to have fun at all. You're going to be dealing with all the withdrawals from the sugar, the caffeine, whatever your lifestyle is. It's not great if mm-hmm. you're talking to me, right? So, like, this is not going to work, you know? Uh, so, that's hilarious. Whereas in a group fitness room... People don't typically come over and go, hey, I got a wedding in two and a half weeks. If I take your class twice a week, can I get there? No one typically yeah. does that. So I feel less pressure. Like it feels like a weekend warrior vibe, but every day during the week. The people that get up and want to come crush it and burn some calories. 
uh, and the personal training feels super personal. In the beginning, I felt like it was super boring. Uh, I'm a pretty overactive adult. Uh, I call myself hyper all the time, which is weird to say for an adult, but I'm super hyper adult. Yeah. So one-on-one, sometimes I'm just like, you know, I'm like, oh my God, 10 reps, please. Like, we're, it just takes forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on the client, of course, so for me, group training was definitely number one, but personal training pays more. And uh, now that I've developed certain relationships with certain individuals, it, it's, it's not even close. Yeah. Uh, personal training is such a, it just pays such dividends, um, not only to you as a person and a trainer and a coach or a human, but to them. And then the relationship you both build together is, is, an, is another layer, right? In your life and in their life. And that's very, very, very cool. And you don't always build that in a group fitness room. It's no. a little more shallow, a little superficial. Hey, what's up, Hank? Hey, Melissa, good to see you, Karen. Fuck off, see you later on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you care, but, right? Versus like a one-on-one, you're like, so Melissa, how's Jerry doing in second grade? And you know Jerry, because he's always interrupting your sessions, and so it's way more personal, way more intimate. Um, so I, I feel like the rewards, on a personal level, um, the dividends, the page. Bigger dividends. Yeah. Yeah. So you moved from Massachusetts over to Cali. Yeah. What was the reason why for that? I, so after Curry, I lived all over the South Shore for a few years and then settled in the Braintree area. I I owned a DJ business at the time and I was a DJ and a dancer and an MC and so I was kind of doing these things and then I was teaching as well. Um, I also had a full-time job, if you can believe that. All from 2004 to like 2010. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I was just juggling all these different things. And in 2011, 2012, there was a, like a, a Boston magazine. I was in an article, like one of Boston's sexiest entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And that was cool, right? A little bit of clout in your own city. Then I was on a billboard for AOL. I, I remember, well, I don't know, was it the billboard that was next to Fenway Park? Yeah. Okay, that was for AOL. Yeah, I, I, I remember I remember driving out of work at the hospital, and I was like, <laughs> I'm like stopped near Fenway Park, and I like I see the light, and then I'm like I see this. I, it was like right at the side of it a was building, massive, and it, it was, was like huge. this big billboard, and I'm like, holy shit, it's Koopa! Like, like <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, where did this come up? Like, yeah. and I was I was really, I was like. Surprised, but yet proud of you yeah. that you actually oh, thanks, got up there. Bro. Thank you, thank you. Uh, we were talking about this before we got on here. Um, you know, networking—the power of network, right? Mm-hmm. And it was from my network. A woman had we met at another event, and then she was like, "Hey, LL's doing this campaign. They're looking for like really unique people." And at the time, I was working for the DA's office. That was my full-time job, and I was working on in the community department working specifically with high school males from all different backgrounds. Oh, story touches my soul. I was working with boys in high school, teaching them life skills that you didn't learn in high school or even college for that matter. So like how to tie a tie, how to fill an application, basic economics, um, how to go through an interview, right? Respect, mm-hmm. all these, these simple things, you know? And uh, it was such a, such a big program. I'm still friends with all the kids from t- today. Anyway, um, so I was doing that back there. I had the DJ company. I was dancing on the weekends. 
And then the, the magazine came out, the AOL thing went up, and so now I have this appetite. Like, what's next? Like, what else can I do? And uh, I was talking to a girlfriend of mine, and she was like, you should go on The Bachelor. And I was like, uh, I, didn't know, I didn't know what it was at the time. So she gives me the scoop on it, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then life went on. I come out to LA for my 30th birthday. I, I visit a, I got an older half brother up, up there, and I go visit him. And uh, that was it. I was like, oh, this is what's next. So it took me two and a half years to move to LA to essentially test my worth. I wanted to see where I stacked up, yeah. right? To private party DJs and fitness out here. So I came to LA, I got punched in the groin multiple times. Welcome to LA. Uh, and then literally, bro, it, it's probably the last three years, three and a half years. Um, it's been such, such an incredible, uh, what's the phrase, like uptick or upswing, or it's just been just, it's been going up and up and up. Like the things that keep happening seem to get better and better. Uh, I work my balls off work every time I mean, I'm on it every day yep. and it's starting to like it's starting to come back a little bit which feels pretty cool I almost don't know what to do with myself sometimes because I have a little more free time these days it's kind of causing some anxiety <laughs> I'm not used to having some of the resources I have the accessibility uh, or just the access that I have like I, we, I know you mentioned it I'm working with some celebrities now they're they're in film they're in music they're all over the industry and so it just opens up different conversations, different uh, opportunities, and it's a, it's an absolute it's an absolute dream. It's insane. Yeah. But it's a lot of work and a lot of privacy, and and like most things, a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. That are worth it, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, now we're not saying names of any of the celebrities. That's not what I want to do. But yeah. I know when you when you came down here to Atlanta and you told me that you were training a celebrity, I was mm -hmm. like, how the hell did you get the chance? to do this because I know I mean obviously like all these trainers want to be like you know the trainer of, the, of all the stars for their for like prepping for movies and stuff like yeah, that so yeah. I know I know you also talked about connections were a huge help too so you know how did you present yourself to you know celebrities and be like hey you know I think you should try me out and you know you'll get some great results like how, how, how did that whole process go I would assume for so many people it's different. Uh, again, coming from a group fitness background, I was such a social guy, mm -hmm. right? So and you still are too. Yeah, yeah. I struggle when it comes to being <laughs> social. <laughs> so I will, you know, I'm, I'm like walking in Equinox, West Hollywood, right? I mean, this is a flagship club, and I'm walking in there high five and everybody with a pulse. You know, it's like what's up? Boop, 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 boop. I got handshakes and I'm punching in I'm damn near moonwalking into the main studio you know what I'm saying <laughs> I mean I just know everyone you know and and then people are outside the room waiting to go in you know to have class so there's a buzz that was created you know plus I'm a loud person I'm not really quiet so yeah <clears throat> and for me anyway the best way I explain is like foot traffic right I lived where a lot of stars are and I trained and coached and had a voice in a lot of well, specifically in clubs, Equinox clubs, where these people work out in LA. So I'd have them in my classroom. I would see them on the gym floor because of course I work out in the gym. So 
you know, um, I'm not training these individuals, but on any given day, <clears throat> I'm bumping into and conversing with Kevin Hart, his trainer boss, Jason Statham, Hugh Jackman, said my name wrong, I corrected him, and he fixed it and said he was sorry. I'll never forget that moment, <laughs> ever. And yeah, I mean yeah. ever. Will Ferrell, Tyler Perry, um, me and I, Coleman, and his trainer, Yancey Berry, uh, we were all, we'd all ham it up. And I mean like ham it up, like chit chat, right? Marlon Wayans, I mean, it just goes on, bro. I mean, it's, they're all there. So you'd see these people, I remember being in the lobby of a building once, not even in a gym. I'm waiting for some friends and Wesley Snipes in the lobby. Like he lived in the building. So that's not gonna happen in Boston. Like, yeah. You're not gonna bump into Mark Wahlberg in an elevator in the lobby of some building. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. And Tom Brady was never out when no. he lived there, you know? So. You will bump into like a Dattleman or someone in some cities are different, but you catch my drift. LA, it's just so saturated with that kind of clientele or kind of person. So you're going to bump into all the time. You add to that, I take up space, right? Whether it's my voice, my presence, high-fiving, yelling across the gym. So that would get attention, attention from some people. And then it's like, when are you going to come take my class? Do you know what I'm saying? I see you are on the floor all the time. When are you going to get in my class? And some of them are brave enough to do so. And, and that's, and that's kind of how I would do it or how I did it was, um, let me show you, let me show you. Let me show you I'm a good trainer without telling you I'm a good trainer, right? So yeah. it's like, coming to my class, I just said this today on the phone. And it's like, because uh, in that room, I'm the celebrity. Welcome to the Cooper James Show. And the programming is sound. I care about the programming. The music is spun on because I'm a DJ, so I got that lined up. Mm -hmm. I know how to connect with my members. Like this is a this is a party. I mean, my class were a party, bro. They were parties. <laughs> they were parties. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, all of the I had like the, the military chants going. Like, you know, what time is it? Like, Game time. Like, I, I, we were at, we were all over it because uh, I love that stuff in sports. You know, yeah. yeah. So I build that. You get to tell them in those rooms. And so that's how I did it, uh, and then networking, because I was, and I had to earn it, but because of the name that I was able to create within Equinox, there was other opportunities. So all, a lot of the promo stuff Equinox did, I'd be able to do that. I was able to do photo shoots and video shoots. So your name gets out there, uh, gets passed around. It's a different kind of a name, so it sticks out. Uh, and so that's how I was able to do it. Ironically enough, my most cherished client who I'm with right now um, I was introduced to from a colleague of mine and her name is Frances and she's lovely uh, one of my best friends in LA she's from New York she's a yoga I've done yoga with her for years and he uh, this client was training with her and one day he was like I'm looking for a, a, a trainer and she was like oh Cooper James so I mean that and like match me in heaven mm -hmm. and I've been training with him for three, three years, maybe in some change. And it's only gotten more intimate uh, and my role has grown um, every, 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 every year to the point where I'm here co-living in, uh, in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Just, just to wake him up in the morning and be like, we're gonna get these push-ups. Let's get these push-ups. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So has has he actually told you like, hey, I need to train for this certain role at all, or or is it just pretty much just like, you know, he just wants to feel better and just be in better shape? It is. Um, 
I can't assume to know every one of his motivations, but I know for sure a couple of them are uh, for roles, you know, wants to be in a certain kind of physical condition for the roles. This individual is also in music, so there's a level of conditioning he likes to have when he's performing, which is like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're like, I wouldn't even think of that. It's like, yeah. yeah. Guys just need cardio just to just run around just and sit talk the literally whole time. Yeah. right so so there's so there's that and then um and then you know there's a personal one personal goal I know or th- reason for him is just to be able to live a long healthy life like longevity and to be able to and I say that to him a lot you know look man you know we're just training so you are able to you want to always be able to right you're at a table with some people and like oh I'm gonna go do this you know like, I could do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's like as simple as you can make it. Of course, there is there's goals, right? There's getting a better time on the Murph year after year after year, right? In the CrossFit world, there's what's your what's your squat, you know, max in it in a, in the personal training floor, or how many calories can you burn in a group fitness room? There's a hundred goals for everything: running, butt cycling, swimming, right? Um, for me, I found success, not the most, just success in connecting to the common sense of fitness. Which is like, look, do you, you should be able to do a push-up. Mm-hmm. It just feels like common sense. Like, you could tie your sneaker, right? You should be able to do a push-up or a pull-up. You know what I mean? Even an assisted, right? So like, let's just make sure that you could do that. Or, and then the mechanics behind that, or a squat and a deadlift. Like, just be able to move through your body because, you know, it all spin off facts. I'm going to forget that stat, you know, you read these books and it's like a lot of the, the older population, you know, they have these really bad accidents and they come from simple things like falling off one or two stairs and mm-hmm. not having the spatial awareness of how to brace themselves. So it isn't that they fell off the stair, it's that they don't know how to brace themselves. So instead of putting your hands down, it's the shoulder and it's smash. Yeah. And so, you, you know, in fitness, in a group fitness room, in a personal training floor, in a cycling, in a swimming pool, you just learn almost like basic, innate, organic survival skills. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. If that, you know, it's just, and to me, that feels common sense. Like, brush your teeth, tie your sneaker, not do a push up, know what a squat is. Uh, I, think that, I think that's just so important. And of course, then from there, it goes into all the other yeah. modules of fitness. But for me, I'm like, it's simple. And the average person can relate to, hey, you don't gotta do 100 push ups. But let's make sure you can do five. Mm-hmm. And then when they do four, you're like, I think six is in your future and you're not going to die. And now they get up from six push-ups doing something they never thought they could do ever, 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 ever. Yeah, and that smile on their face. Oh, my God. The best. Oh, my God. The, That's the why best. we do it. Yeah. That's why we do it, you know? It's yeah. such a proud moment uh, to help another human being achieve something so simple but so massive for that person because from that that, that you could build momentum off that you just go back remember the push-up do you trust me okay let's do this squat Mm -hmm. let's do this trap bar let's do this muscle up right but do you trust me and you build that trust with with these people it's it's really special you know yeah so uh i think i answered your question no you did all right cool another thing another thing what i do with older people yeah is we're talking about falling. I always like every if whenever days I train at least like five to ten minutes, it's all ankle strength. 
That's a, that's a really good idea. Because that's the first thing that goes is their ballots. You are not wrong, bro. You are not wrong. Yeah. I, yoga. So, yeah, that yoga, like strengthening the legs, pretty much just like able to like box squats. Yeah. Pretty much sit down, get up, have like a kettlebell holding, just do box squats that way because, you know, what's what's one of the hardest things they can do? Sit down and try to get back up again. Sit down and get up. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah. the, that's why you got the bars on the handicap, you know, things like the old timers can't so really. You can't just stand up. Yeah. yeah. That's great, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I geek out on this stuff all the time. but I'm not mad at it, bro. You came to the right place. Let's I, go. I know. So I know um, you, you have marketed yourself. Like, you've done a fantastic job marketing yourself. Oh, thanks, man. Dude, like <laughs> social media. You don't hear that a lot. Like, I appreciate that. Video, like <laughs> just like your personality and everything. That, yeah. You know, I, I do envy pretty much what you like have like not actually have meaning like the mark like the way you market yeah because like i try to i try to market type one lifting and then there's times where like i'm like i don't have anything i don't have like nothing to post or like nothing to do so but like you you're always like on there social media (laughs) or, or anything else like that so how did how did you learn to get like good at marketing yourself how did i get good you know i don't even know it it's so flattering to hear you say uh, you envy how I'm doing it because I feel like I'm the blind leading the blind. I just, I spend a lot of time, right? Like anybody you would think, right? Like I don't have any kind of Elon Musk genius mind behind it, you know? I think I like to engage with people. I like to make people laugh. And, you know, I was all over Snapchat right away. I missed the MySpace universe, but like Snapchat, I was all over Snapchat, yeah. uh, and I got on Instagram a c- couple years after I got started, but like, how to use it, you know? And so for me, I don't like talking at people, you know? I like talking to people. I think that matters. When you talk at people, and I'm not, listen, I'm anybody listening to your podcast, if you do this, that's fine. But my, my language is not to tell you what to do. It's not my language. My language is to show you a motivation. And if that speaks to you, congratulations, join the party. And if it doesn't, kick rocks. Mm-hmm. Like, you could just change the station. Like, you don't have to watch me say make moves all the time or smile or I never have a shirt on. Like, because why? <laughs> I don't either. Completely so, overrated. Yeah, yeah. That ain't pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, I think. I don't know if there's any specific one thing. I have no ego. I know that. So for sure, like I will share almost anybody's content. Um, people, and to this day, people send me stuff because they know that like, oh, he'll share it. And I'm happy to do it. If I like the person, I'm happy to share the content. I think it's super cool, man, when someone has like 500 followers and, and they're so excited if you'll share their content. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have a, a slightly larger platform than you and show anybody that wants to look at it your stuff because what I love about what I do man is that I still am very connected to people on what we could call the ground floor yeah I think that's incredibly important because I wasn't always in these circles my talent belongs here don't get it twisted but I I don't come from much I come from little and so I feel like I was these everybody I, I am everybody else like 
anybody who struggled with bullying or racism or single parent household, um, identity crisis, uh, weight prop, body dysmorphia. I had asthma when I was a kid. Um, I mean, it goes, there was abuse in my house, neglect. I mean, I, everybody has a story. And so that's some of mine. And so I, I just, those, I, you, that fucking sucks. Excuse my language. That sucks when you feel uh, on, like you're on the outside. Mm-hmm. And so I really like, I like that I've been able to create a world where I'm not alienating anybody. My social media doesn't alienate anybody. I'm never telling anybody how to live their life. I'm just like, look, this I'm living my life, and maybe you don't want to live this life, but could you go to the gym today? Could you have gone yesterday? Was the reason that there was traffic, or the reason was that you just didn't want to go to the gym? Like, will you allow me to allow you to cut the bullshit? Mm-hmm. If, if you'll allow me to allow you to cut the bullshit, you win. I don't win. You win. If you went to the gym, you would have benefited from that. I get nothing from you going to the gym. Why do I give any fucks? Right? I care because I care about seeing you be better for you. And I think that if you get to the gym that that day, it'll be easier to go the next day, which makes Wednesday, you're already a superhero. You know? But it's that first step. And it can sound cliche, but... But it works, and so with marketing, the way I share my social media, I'm vulnerable, I'm transparent, I'm honest, um, but I also show a level of privacy. There's not a lot of sexual conduct on my social media, yeah. and for good reason. Yeah. I don't live that kind of a life anyway, and my personal relationships, the, re- the romantic ones that I've had or have or will have, it works to my benefit to be private. I understand that, but also I genuinely believe there's a level of like gentlemanliness of like hey, I don't I don't need to be. It's Wednesday. We out here like with some beautiful babe and like this is my yeah. boo. And then in six months I'm not with her and now I'm with another boo. And I don't know. That's never been my jam. Yeah. Uh, sometimes for dishonest reasons, but as I've grown older, more just like ah, I just. You should have some privacy yeah. in life, you know? Um, and, and obviously, you know, like, sex sells. So it's like, if any girl just flaunts their, flaunts their ass, they're getting, like, tons of followers compared yeah. to us. If yeah. We, like, that, that's the thing. Like, I'm, 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 like, with my social media, there's probably, like, I think three posts with my shirt off. Because, you know, I just want to show people, like, what I can do or what, what like diabetics can do yeah. without even having my shirt off. I think that's completely admirable. Take the shirt off. Because people buy with their eyes. Yeah. And so if you want to show them what a type 2 diabetes, type 1, if you want to show them what a type 1 diabetic can do, show them <laughs> what a type 1 diabetic can do. And it's, it, listen, sex does sell, but is it possible that you could view it from a different perspective and that perspective is your body is your resume it's your business card it's your proof and evidence that you know what you're doing Mm -hmm. and so yes it can be vain it can be shallow it can be superficial but you're married a couple kids like come on you're not selling sex do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I never have a shirt on my social media and my social media is never is not even selling sex and I'm always shirtless but there's a way to do it you know where it's like Look, I, I, I've, and it was important to me to almost never have a shirt on because then it's consistent. So I don't do like, 
a lot of them with the shirts on. I'm like, oh, I'd rather take my, I'll take my shirt off for the photo. Like, I'll take my shirt off. Because it's consistent with my brand now. Yeah. yeah. Right? And I think people, I'm sure there's some that like looking at my body aesthetically. And then there's people that like thinking about uh, how much is my training, how much is genetics, does he really do it? And so sometimes I'll put a workout post up, but also like, I don't, like I live this lifestyle, right? So I don't live my life by splits and like cheat meals. I'm like, I, just, I work out, I'm active, and I do it all. I do yoga, I do cycling, I do bodybuilding training workouts, hit training workouts. I just, want, I just want to be active. Yeah. For me, it's like sports. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? I it's more like yeah. a sport. With CrossFit, it felt like a sport. It's like where athletes go to like retire and die. You know, pretty, pretty it's much. a like, sport. Yeah, like I, so like I was playing down here in Old Man's League. It's called Old, old Man's Lacrosse. It was yeah. like 35 and older. Oh my goodness. And, and like I... Everyone's like, all right, you're 35. Like, there's no way you're, like, in the 40s and stuff like that. And, like, I'd be, like, running all over the place. I bet. And it's, and it's like, I still I still do. I haven't played in, like, two years because, like, it's just life got in the way. And, like, yeah. it just takes time away from the kids. And, the, and, like, my wife has done, like, so much already. Like, it's just, I don't want to burden her anymore. Yeah. You know? I hear so, that. So, that's, yeah, that's pretty much what I do for CrossFit. I just think of it as, like, you know, another sporting event. You know, and like yeah. I, I'm all, I'm all in. Like, if I don't have a sport, I, I struggle. I really do. Like, I, I, I need to have, I need to have something. Like, if I'm like miss a day or miss a couple of days, I get like anxious. Yeah, and I get like stressed out. I'm like, crap. Like this, oh, this was a great workout in the with the plan, like the program I'm following, and yeah, I yeah, yeah. skip it. So, I was just, but like you know, you know, you, you know, you asked me about my marketing, and I think you were asking for two reasons. One for the listeners, if I, you know, if it helps anybody out there. Um, you got to keep in mind social media we know it's not real highlight reel yeah, yeah it's a highlight reel we know it's not real and yet we still compare ourselves to it all the time and it's like you got you got you really got to uncheck that box you got to uncheck that box like I don't want to curse much in your podcast but like you you have like you have to have a little bit of like a I don't give a fuck attitude about anybody else on Instagram like I'm not I'm not here for them. I'm here to engage with my following. Yep. Um, that's my little sub community, and that's what I'm focused on. Um, I'd have no self esteem if I looked at the next black guy who has abs and works out a lot. Like I, it's just difficult, you know. Um, or white guy, or Asian. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. So, you know, if I was gonna turn turn this around and talk to you for a second, I think what you're doing and what you have. I've always told you, I think you are far more talented than you have um, fully evolved, even up to this point. But I don't know where it came from, and it doesn't mean it's good or bad. I just, um, like, I know you're a savage in the gym, but I'm like, yeah, but what you bring, you have such an earnestness, and you're such a kind person, and to be... There's so many people that do what we do, you do what I do, and they're not good and kind people. Mm -hmm. And so, unfortunately, you have like the Clark Kent thing going, right? Like, nice guy finished last kind of situation. Yeah. Uh, if that is even how that I can use that. But we're like, you know, you spend a lot of time trying to do it not the douchebag way, but it's like paralysis by analysis, you know what I mean? So, versus like, you gotta pull the trigger a few more times and just, and just do it more. Like these podcasts, I think you should be doing these all the time. I don't know if you are or you're not, but um, because you geek about it and stay in it, there's nothing out there that you're that you're like necessarily missing. 
find your niche and if it's your niche and if it's CrossFit and is in type one diabetes, literally, man, that's you. Sh- I mean, what else are you missing? The world politics? No. Like, what are no. we doing? Yeah, yeah. No one can have a conversation. You know, it's just so ugly. So. I'm like an ignorance is bliss guy. I keep my head essentially like look, I mind my own business. And I mean like literally and metaphorically. So you do that, and I'm happy to continue talking to you on and off air about this stuff, but like um I think you have something really cool here because if I was a type one diabetic, I for sure would listen to this. And even if I wasn't, I would listen to it because I could learn about how to work with type one diabetic clients mm-hmm. for myself. Sorry, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you have a lot to offer, and because you care about these subjects so passionately, um, it takes some time, but like you, the reward is incredible. Yeah. And so for me, here we go. For me, I love music. I love being around people, and so I just lean into it instead of trying to like gauge it. And I'm petrified all the time, man. All the time I'm scared shitless. Like, you know, uh, what if I stutter? Or what if my programming isn't sound? What if I can't get this person to a shape that's desirable for them? Um, If they want to lose a certain amount of weight and I know, know scientifically how to get them there, but I can't get this person to run, because they got a shit knee, how do I, how do, I do that, right? Mm-hmm. Now I gotta get them into a pool, now I gotta, and like, it's like, you know, it's, it's these, these problem solving type of critical thinking, if you will, right? Yeah. And so, but I lean into the personality of it, who I think I am, because it's easier to be who I am all the time than to be like me on your podcast, and then like, we get off the podcast, and I'm like, a different person. Mm-hmm. And you which, are, which are completely not, so. Yeah, completely not. If anything, I'm more <laughs> calm right now than I am in real life. Church or facts, facts. So I'm like, don't scare these people. They're gonna be like, who's this psychopath Tom has on his, on his podcast? <laughs> on his podcast. So we're, get, so we're getting close to the end. Yeah. Um, I have a couple other quick questions. Yeah, so like Some it. like spitfire questions, but first. Sure. So your original name was James Koopa. My original name was James Lee Cooper. Cooper. One word, James Lee Cooper, like tires. C-O-O-P-E-R. I changed it when I was like 25, 26 to Koopa Lee James. I reversed it and changed the spelling of my last name phonetically to Koopa. Mm-hmm. And now Lee's my middle name. And why, why was that? Uh, at the, I, had, I had a bit of a breakdown in college. And the, that breakdown stayed with me for a few years. Uh, I didn't have the strongest relationship with my dad. And psychologically, I felt like a victim all the way up to like 24 years of my life. And so psychologically, Koopa was me, you know, breaking out of that shell and inventing this guy. Yeah. An offensive juggernaut. I literally, <laughs> those were the two words. It was like, like, you need to be an offensive juggernaut. And uh, that's what I've been doing for the last... Love it. Love it. A lot of, a lot of years. Yeah. So... Um, one other question. So if great question, thanks for that. If you have, if like all your personal training, all your celebrity training has gone away, how do you want people to know you as? Do you mean like when I leave this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of essentially. Yeah. Uh, I would like people. It, it'd be nice to know that I was the kind of person and energy that turned frowns upside down instead of the other way around. And there's so, there's so much of that. And I'd like to be known as like, this guy, he shot straight, 
Um, he got after it, and uh, he was a generous person, but, but he had his boundaries, but like, he liked to, he's positive, he's got a positive guy. Yeah. That's really important to me. It wasn't a lot of that, it was a lot of my childhood, and then my, got a little janky for a couple of years, and so it's, it's like literally my life motto, just, just don't be the asshole, just mm-hmm. be the opposite, bro. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, cool. So, um, do you have a favorite book that you like? Forty Eight Laws of Power. Oh, I know what I I, re- I know what I've never Let's read go. that book. I've I've always wanted to read that. Oh book. Oh my god, it's insane. Yeah, so good, so so good. Um, right now, I'm reading The Untethered Soul. Uh, not bad. I just started it, but uh, I'm not a big reader. I'm a big YouTube guy, and I love watching videos on like Socrates, Same here. philosophy. I love videos. Yeah. I'm visual. Yeah. Reading, I, I, I get lost. I, start, I get dizzy. It's not my favorite thing to do. I, I have a book for you. Okay. It's called Super, Super Fans by Pat Flynn. Okay. So it's... All right. Is, to, is there a digital version? Like, I can get on the Yeah, there probably, they're probably All is. Right, cool, cool, I'll, cool. I'll hook you up with it. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's pretty much like having your fans into like super fans and the way you get to that process. Hmm. So it's it's interesting. He's he's like a world renowned podcaster. Like okay. he's re- he's really good. And like I, right. I read the book and I'm like, God, that's genius. Really, like real good. Okay, real I'll check good. it out. I will I will I will give it a I'll give it a read. I will check it out. Forty lost power. Check it out, bro. I, I definitely do. All right. So um, last question. Yeah. So um, I did want to talk about the Bachelor, but we don't have time. Anyway, so uh, it's all good. But it, it's I mean they they painted. I'm you. fine. I got a few extra minutes, but it's cool. It, but they they have they painted painted you the wrong way. But that, that's okay. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They didn't do me any justice. No, they didn't. Already favors. I'll yeah. tell you that. So um, I know I know you're going back to Cali. Yeah. In New York. So yeah. What are what are your goals for the rest of the like for the new year? Pretty much since it's almost the end of the year. Wow. Uh. All right, so there's a couple things going on right now. I got a couple projects. I'm currently working with Allo in the Allo Moose platform, which is a great platform. They picked me up a year ago. Allo's a yoga company too. Yoga Allo, clothing company. Allo was a yoga clothing company oh. until I came on board. And not just me. I mean, not just me by any means, but they're, uh, they're trying to expand their uh, repertoire, if you will, their resume. And so they're bringing in like mock boot camps and uh, boxing. So I've done a couple of different series for them already. And uh, so I'm always like in talks of new shoots with them. Shout outs to Allo and Allo Moves, check them out. Um, and then uh, I think I'm gonna continue with my client, which, which is where the traveling comes in, because I'm going where he goes to mm-hmm. keep him in shape. Uh, and then I just had a conversation, I know we spoke off air, and there may be like a reality show I may be a part of. And that, so those are like, it's not that they're gold, but that's, what I'm, that's what's coming next. Yeah. Uh, a personal goal of mine, I just paid off a, little, a lump sum of debt, which is nice. really exciting, and that's not fun for many people, but certain adults are like, I get it, bro. We're just all get like, the weight off your chest. Yeah. Off your chest. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really fantastic. I had a really good year in my, in, my, in my money that I've been saving, so that's been pretty cool. But a personal goal of mine, I'm working on this thing right now. It's called the Public Salon. Uh, uh, we may have one in Puerto Rico in the next year, and I'm still working on the language of it, but let, let, me, let me take a quick shot here. Think of like... But let me go backwards. I think there is a severe lack of connectivity, right? We're all connected on social media, but like connectivity, right? Yeah, face to face. Yeah, it's difficult. I get, I get Corona. I get that. But even before Corona, we were all losing it. Like we were all losing it, right? It's dating game is all upside down. Interpersonal relationships, per, relationships with people with, with themselves. People, we're just losing 
touch with who we are, I think. I think. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and so the mental health conversation is a real conversation. I am not a like crybaby kind of person. Like, I'm like, I don't want to hear it. But there is a lot of mental health stuff going on, and people are struggling. There's, also, there's some people that are really struggling. And so I, uh, this public salon idea is to bring people together, obviously, with some adult icebreakers, ropes courses, things that where you have to touch people and you know, vaccinated, whatever, but like you have to touch people and be connected and converse. I want to help people a little bit get back to conversing and having a different a difference of opinion uh, and letting it be just a difference of opinion and not a difference of fucking humanity, which is what it is these days. And that's very difficult to stomach all the time. And I'm like, I'm not like a can we all get along, but like, hey, we're losing an ability to even converse about about these things and that that's not gonna end well yeah so it never has it never does not gonna so this public salon seven days were and there'll be of course they'll be equipped with like classes every morning yoga meditation sound baths reiki uh boot camps on the beach which i tra- i got done in la so that's kind of a thing now and uh so i'm trying to bring these pieces to it uh yoga mindfulness <clears throat> strength conditioning and personal development those are the four areas we want to touch and it'd be in Puerto Rico. So it, it's beautiful weather. It's kind of an area that could use the business. Puerto Rico has a lot of good business opportunity right now. If you didn't already know that, shout outs to do a business in Puerto Rico. So that's kind of something that's close to the chest uh, okay. that I'm working on right now. Very cool. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. And uh, without getting too wooey, you know, talking about it makes it like, well, now you got to keep working on it because you keep talking about it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's something I'm excited about. If I can get up on the ground, that'd be great. Awesome. Well, listen, I, I want to thank you. I've been wanting to do this for since you've been down here. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I really do appreciate you know us still being friends, even though we haven't seen each other in a long time. And yeah. Then, yeah. You know, when I saw you down here, we got connected. It, like with even with Pete. Yeah, uh, our other basketball teammate. It Pete was, Parker in the building. It, what up, Pete? It, 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 to be honest, I felt like it, we. I don't think we even skipped a beat. No, not at all. No, so, it was a great and, time. Yeah, and I admire your hard work, your work ethic. You know, you always have something going on, <laughs> which is like, which is so cool. And you know, I really do appreciate, like I said before, taking the time doing this. And you know, I would love to have you back on again. You know, yeah. and just talk about more in depth with the Puerto Rico and just you know what else is in your life and stuff. Yeah, happy to, man. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to your listeners uh, and just talk to you and just chat it up, you know, like homies and bros. And it's been great. We got to go see that football game. It's uh, It's been a special, special trip down here in general. And I appreciate you for uh, taking the time, making the time to show Tr- me. Trying to, trying to. Nah, it's been great, man. <laughs> we can get all touchy-feely, but it's been, it's been really great. I've enjoyed the podcast. Happy to come back anytime. Uh, check me out on social media, of course. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. I got a YouTube channel. It's pretty modest, but just Cooper James everywhere. I got a SoundCloud page too. Check out some mixes. Uh, hopefully, I meet some of your listeners one day. But keep up the good work. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.